Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be with, with all of our listeners again today. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Good to be back together. Good to open up God's Word again, study a little bit more, and grow a little bit more spiritually. Grow in our faith and stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We're thankful that you're there and want to learn more from God's Word. And we're thankful that we're able to be here with you and help you do exactly that. Again, the strength of our faith is dependent upon to a great extent, our knowledge of God's word. Because as we keep saying, as we just said a moment ago, the scriptures themselves tell us that faith develops and grows and stays strong through our learning of God's word, understanding it correctly, believing it, and making the proper applications to our lives. We want to encourage you to come and study with us, grow spiritually with us, worship God with us, get to know us. Let us get to know you at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street right here in Omaha. 3606 North 108th Street. Our Bible classes begin on Sunday morning at 930, followed by worship at 1030. Sunday evening, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study at six o'clock each Sunday evening. And in the middle of the week, each Wednesday evening, 6.30, we come back together for midweek Bible classes. You're welcome to any and all of these services. Tell others to listen to this program and to come and check us out in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Now, we know that a lot of people, they have difficulty being able to tune in to the program at the prescribed times that it's aired over the radio waves. But there's a way to get around that you can go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, and you can click on the podcast button and you can sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. We're not after your wallet. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. Teaching God's word is the way to do that. So when you sign up for our podcasting, you'll automatically receive to your smart device, whether that's your phone or computer or whatever other device you choose, you will receive every day, Monday through Friday, this radio program, Search the Scriptures. It'll go automatically to your smart device. But you'll also receive a lot more Bible instruction, a Sunday morning Bible class, a Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and what I really consider to be a jewel and that is a, about a 13-minute Bible study each day. 13 minutes, we can work that into our busy schedules, can't we? Maybe listen to it on the way to work in the morning and the way home from work in the evening, or maybe taking a break from our chores around the house. 13 minutes, only about 13 minutes each day, seven days a week, and that's called today's Bible class. All of that will be there for you automatically on your smart device, and it will always be free. So take advantage of that, churchofchrist.com, click on the podcast button, sign up for our podcasting, and tell everybody else you can to do the same. We are going to finish our study today talking about the law, the scientific law of cause and effect, universally accepted within the science community as being a hard and fast law. They understand this is absolutely a science law or a law of science. The law of cause and effect. For every effect, there has to be a cause, a cause greater than the effect. And so 
We see it all around us. We look up at the treetops. We see the leaves rustling. We understand they don't do that on their own. What's the cause? The rustling of the leaves is the effect. The cause is the wind blowing through the branches, the limbs of the tree. We understand we step outside on, a, on an August day. It's warm, maybe hot. What's the cause? The heat is the effect. The warmth, what's the cause? The sun, the rays of the sun shining down upon us. We see, again, waves rippling through the seaside or maybe a lake, and we see them rippling up onto the shoreline. What's the cause? Well, there's wind back there somewhere that's blowing the waters along. We, we see a, a, a building, a skyscraper. Well, that's the effect. What's the cause? Somewhere back along the line, there was an architect who designed that skyscraper, designed every component of it, every single piece of material that was put into it. And then that architect turned those drawings over to a contractor, and he, drew, he, he gathered all of the different workers together, and they began assembling that skyscraper. Skyscraper did not just happen on its own. It did not just suddenly appear out of nowhere, out of nothing. There was a cause. Somebody had the intellect to design that, arc, that, that skyscraper and then had the influence to bring all of the necessary individuals together who could put it together and build it, erect it, and there it is. That's the effect, but it started with a cause. Now, we look in our universe around us. We look at this world. We look at life in this world. Those are the effects. The cause is God. Now, there are many who refuse to believe in God, who refuse to give God the credit as the creator, but they find themselves at a loss in trying to explain the cause for the creation without God. Without God, there's no rational, there's no intellectual, there's no reasonable explanation as to how the universe came into being. Now, they've tried to come up with fanciful theories, but they fall by the wayside. They run into brick walls because ultimately you come down to what was there in the beginning. And they're at a loss. How did it begin? What was the force behind it? What was the cause? Well, we've also taken this several steps further. We've talked about life in this world. Again, if you take God out of the picture, there's no explanation for where and how life began. There is none. Oh, there's theory about somehow, somewhere back in the ooze, <laughs> chemical reactions took place and, you know, something happened and all of a sudden inanimate dead matter suddenly came to life and there was a one cell that suddenly sprang into existence did not happen. We've tried to make that happen through scientific exper experimentation, through sophisticated labs and spending untold number, uh, you know, amounts of money for a, a long time, generations. It does not happen. It cannot happen. Spontaneous generation, the sudden appearance of life out of nothing, we understand that does not happen without God. As the cause, there's no explanation for the effect, which is life. We also noted that without God as the cause, well, how do you explain love? Love is an emotion. 
that we experience between humanity, between human beings. How do you explain, how do you explain that without God? The scriptures tell us that God is love and that love is of God. You take God out of the picture, where did love come from? Evolutionists cannot explain it because evolution is a naturalistic kind of supposition or theory. But now you're talking about something emotional. You're talking about something that has to do with the mind and the psyche. Where does that come from without God? But when you understand that God is the cause, love is of God and God is love, we looked at the scriptures that teach us that, then it makes sense. And connected with love is goodness. How do you explain goodness without God? Now, you can't just say, well, well, whatever is best for society, society makes mistakes all the time. And what they deem as being good at one moment in, in, in history, they change later on. They say, we realize that wasn't good. But this is what's good now. But then that changes too. And you can't say, well, whatever is good to the individual. No, then we have all kinds of of, of opposing viewpoints as to goodness. There has to be a basic standard of goodness that is solid, that is consistent, and that can only be God. God is good. The scriptures identifying as be, extend him as, or, or, or uh, identify him as being good continually. God is good. Well, God is the cause. Goodness is true goodness. Basic standard of goodness is the effect. Same with love. What about meaning to life? Have you ever thought about that? Did you realize that suicide is one of the number, one of the, the top causes for death among teenagers from about 15 or 16 years old up until they would reach about 24 years old? Now, that's amazed me continually because I would think <laughs> those are the times when they ought to be looking forward to life when they've you know, kind of got the tiger by the tail, so to speak. They should be young and, and you know, and, and vital. But suicide is one of the highest reasons for the death rate among those age groups. Why? Why does a person commit suicide? Largely, a very large reason is he feels worthless, hopeless. Well, what's the meaning of life? Where do we find meaning for life if you take God out of the picture? In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse, and verse 6, we read this. What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you take care of him? Speaking of God. You who made him a little lower than the angels and have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Wow. Now the ultimate application of that would be Christ, who is referred to as the Son of Man. But when you look at this going back to Psalm 8, and verses, seven and, or verses 4 through 8, you see that it, it also, the more general application is just to mankind as a whole. God created us in his image, Genesis 1 and verses 26 and 27, with a soul, a spiritual being within our physical bodies. And in that sense, we're made in the likeness of God. And so he did 
put us in dominion over everything else that he had created. We have meaning in life because of how God created us and because of the love that God has for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We have meaning in life because of how God created us. We go back to Job, and Job may be the oldest book in the entire Bible, possibly. Job 7, verses 17 and 18. And here the question is again, what is man that you should exalt him, that you should set your heart on him, that you should visit him every morning and test him every moment? What is man that he deserves God's attention and God's love and God's care? What is man? What gives us meaning in life if you take God out of the picture? Well, I would suggest to you that we come up short. We come up short. How can we point to meaning in life if we don't have God as our creator, as our heavenly father? We are here because God made us in his image. Now, again, why suicide? Worthless? Hopeless, that's the thoughts, largely. But God gives us hope. He gives us hope of eternal life with him in heaven. He gives us hope of being able to be counted good by him as we're forgiven through Jesus Christ. As we come to him as our Lord and Savior, repenting of our sins, confessing our faith in him openly, and surrendering to him in baptism, the blood that he shed on the cross, being sent there by God for that purpose, cleanses us of the guilt of our sins as we're baptized into him. Romans 6, and verse 3 through 5. We have meaning in life. We mean something. We have value because God is the cause of our being. But you take God out of the picture, how does life have any meaning whatsoever? We're no better, we're no, no more meaningful than a cat or a dog or a cockroach crawling on the floor. Because once we die, we're like Rover, dead all over. No meaning, no hope, nothing beyond the grave. But because God created us in his image with an eternal soul, with the understanding instilled within us of love and goodness, real goodness, we have meaning because God is the cause of true meaning and direction in life. Without God, there is no cause to effect purposeful direction. I just said God is the cause for true meaning and direction in life. And indeed, he is the cause for purposeful direction in life. In Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 23, the prophet wrote, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. 
where you stop and think about how often humanity messes up big time, big time, devaluing life in various ways, such as abortion, how often we turn to violence, criminal activities of all kinds. What's life about? What is the purposeful direction? Where do we get that if you take God out of the picture? What is the meaning to life? Well, Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hmm. God's word gives us direction, gives us instruction. Jesus talked about pathways through life. And so in Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 13, he lays out the only two pathways through life that are available. He says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it whole lot of people, he says. I think we're to understand the vast majority of people are traveling, traveling down the wrong pathway through life, a pathway that leads to ultimate self-destruction, eternal condemnation in hell. He goes on and says, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be who find it. The pathway of truth, God's truth, absolute truth that leads us to eternal life in heaven. But he says few are going down that pathway. Now those are the only two alternatives, the only two pathways through life. Which direction are you taking? Which road are you on? God offers you true meaning and he gives you true direction for ultimate success in life being eternal life with him in heaven a home with him in heaven. But you take God out of the picture. What's the meaning of, of life? It has no meaning. What is the true direction, purposeful direction in life that you can understand and point to and start to live by? There is no purposeful direction in life without God. God is the cause true meaning to life, understanding that I am important because God created me in his image and he loves me so much, he wants me to be with him forever in heaven, that gives us true meaning. And that also gives us purposeful direction. But you take God out of the picture, again, there's no real meaning in life, no profound meaning, and there's no purposeful direction. We're just going to die one day and decay into the dust. It won't matter one whit if God is not the cause, the creator. Well, without God, there is no cause to effect worthwhile identity as mankind. Hmm. Worthwhile identity. Again, understanding that we are special. We turn to Romans chapter 8. We begin looking at verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. 
For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Take God out of the picture? Yeah. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. But you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, adopted by God as his true children, as we come to him through Jesus Christ. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Worthwhile identity? If you take God out of the picture and how he created us with the identity with which he created us, being created in his image with a soul, an eternal soul, then what is our identity? What meaningful identity do we have? But God created us in his image. And as we become Christians, he adopts us into his family as true followers of God. James chap, uh, John chapter 1 and verse 12, as we come to God through Jesus Christ, we become his sons and daughters. He adopts us into his family. What identity that is. But you take God out of the picture. What identity do we, can we possibly possess? What makes any difference between us and anything else. God is the cause. He gave us true, meaningful, deeply profound identity. He gave us a soul. He teaches us love. He instructs us in goodness. He gives us the direction to walk with him and look forward to eternal life in heaven with him. He gives us meaning. But you take God out of the picture. There's no explanation for any of those things. You come up empty. The universally accepted law of cause and effect points to God. God is the cause and the only cause. We'd love to hear from you. You can call us at 402-498-8397. You can go to our website at churchofchrist.com, click in the email link and contact us that way. We'd like to help you. We'd love to provide Bible study for you. We, we would love to help you find the true meaning of life and the direction that God offers all the way to heaven. Let's pray. Father, help us believe. Help us to recognize that you are the creator. 
And because you are the creator, we have true meaning in life. And you give us direction. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you. Please forgive us, gracious Father. As we pray in Jesus' name, amen.